You're listening to Sleep Tight Science. Did you know that some animals can generate their own energy? What? The electric eel can generate an electric shock of up to 650 volts to stun its prey. Wow! That's more than five times the power of a standard wall socket in the United States. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Sleep Tight Science, a bedtime show that answers your science questions. In this episode, we are going to start to learn about energy and try to answer some of the questions that you, our listeners, have submitted about this topic and others. We will learn about them by following along with the story of a little bear named Bernice, who you might already be familiar with if you listen to Sleep Tight Stories. Bernice has many interests, including science, and Papa Bear and other friends will help her learn. Before we continue with our story, let's start learning about energy. What is energy? Energy is another word for power. Energy makes things move. It makes machines work. Energy also makes living things grow. Energy makes things move, make noise, and give off light. Energy is all around us, in the sun, in our food, and in the things we use every day, like our toys and the TV. Energy helps us run and play, and it helps cars drive and airplanes fly. You can just think of it as the juice that helps everything work. There are many different types and forms of energy. There are mechanical energy. This is the energy that is stored in objects when they are in motion or when they are at a certain position like the energy stored in a stretched rubber band or a roller coaster going uphill. This is mechanical energy. Thermal energy. This is the energy related to an object's temperature, like the heat from the sun or the warmth you feel from a fire. This is thermal energy. Electrical energy. This energy comes from the flow of electrons, tiny particles that make up electricity. For example, the energy that powers your phone, computer, or light bulbs is electrical energy. Chemical energy. This energy is stored in the bonds between the atoms and molecules of a substance. For example, 
the energy stored in food that your body uses to keep you going is chemical energy. These different forms of energy can be transformed or changed into one another. The energy from the sun can be transformed into thermal energy, which can then be transformed into mechanical energy by wind turbines. Energy cannot be created or destroyed, only transformed from one form to another. The sun is Earth's main energy source. Electromagnetic radiation carries its light and heat through 93 million miles, or 150 million kilometers, of space to Earth. Without the sun, life on Earth would not exist. Light helps plants to grow on land and in the sea, providing food for Earth's animal life. Heat energy keeps Earth at a suitable temperature for life to exist. It evaporates water to make clouds, makes winds blow, and makes waves move across oceans. Fossil fuels contain energy from sunlight that fell on Earth millions of years ago. These fuels provide most of the energy that we use. But fossil fuels pollute the atmosphere when they are used. They are also being used up very quickly. Scientists, therefore, have tried to find other sources of energy to replace fossil fuels. Some of these sources have been used directly for many years. Energy is an incredibly broad topic. So in this episode, we will focus on the questions about energy that our listeners have submitted to us, including renewable and non-renewable energy sources, how we can save energy, and how solar panels work. We also had a few other questions we will answer before we listen to Bernice and Papa Bear answer these questions about energy. Jack asks, why and how the sky changes color when the sun sets? The sky changes color as the sun sets because of the way the Earth's atmosphere scatters sunlight. When the sun is high in the sky, the light has to travel through a relatively small amount of atmosphere, so the sky appears blue. As the sun moves closer to the horizon, the light has to travel through more of the Earth's atmosphere, which causes the light to scatter in different directions. Some light is scattered by tiny particles in the atmosphere, such as dust and water droplets. Blue light has a shorter wavelength than red light, so it is scattered more easily in all directions. This is why the sky appears blue when the sun is high in the sky. As the sun sets, the light has to travel through more and more of the Earth's atmosphere, causing more and more blue light to scatter 
This leaves behind the red, orange, and yellow lights, which are not as easily scattered. These colors can penetrate deeper into the atmosphere, creating the beautiful red, orange, and yellow hues we see during a sunrise or sunset. Ollie asks, how do chameleons blend in with their backgrounds? Chameleons can blend in with their surroundings due to their unique ability to change the color of their skin. This color-changing ability is achieved through a combination of pigments in their skin, special skin cells called chromatophores, and how light reflects off their skin. Chameleons can change the color of their skin in response to various stimuli, including changes in temperature, light, and mood. The exact mechanism by which chameleons change color have yet to be well understood. Still, it is believed that the movement of pigments within the chromatophores is controlled by nerve impulses. This allows the chameleon to adjust the color and pattern of its skin to match its surroundings, providing it with a unique form of camouflage. Matthew asks, why do bears hibernate in the winter? Bears hibernate in the winter because it is a way for them to conserve energy and survive when food is scarce. During hibernation, a bear's metabolism slows significantly, allowing it to survive on stored fat reserves. Hibernation also helps bears to avoid the harsh winter weather, which can be difficult to endure without a reliable food source. Hibernation provides a safe place for bears to give birth and raise their young, without having to worry about finding food. This is particularly important for female bears who give birth to cubs during the winter while in their dens. By hibernating, the female bear can devote all her energy to caring for and nursing her cubs until they are strong enough to leave the den in the spring. Now, let's continue with our story featuring Bernice and Papa Bear. Hi, Papa. I'm home, yelled Bernice as she walked in the front door of their small house. I smell something super duper yummy, which is really good because I am also super duper hungry, she said. Okay, little bear, you know where I am. Come on in when you hang up your coat. Hi, Papa. Guess what? What? Papa Bear said, smiling. Every day when I come home from school, I smell something super delicious. It always makes me so hungry. That smell must be the Brussels sprouts I am cooking, Papa Bear said with a laugh. 
I don't think so. And those cookies look so yummy. What kind of cookies are we having today, Papa? Buttery chocolate chip, little bear. And I have some vanilla-flavored warm milk for you to help warm you up after walking home on a cold day. While washing her hands, Bernice said, I think I may need an extra two, three, or maybe four cookies today, Papa. I'm really low on energy, and I need those extra cookies, or I may not be able to function for our class today. I'll see if I can find a few extra cookies in this large pile I made, Papa Bear said laughing. Before we start our fun science class, why don't you tell me about your day? Well, we had lots of fun in science class. Today, Bobby and I teamed up and made a solar-powered car. It was super cool. Bobby thinks we should have a race to see whose car is the fastest. Some of the other kids didn't make cars, though. They made windmills to see if they could power a light bulb. It was super funny, too, because there was no wind in the classroom, so they had to keep blowing on it to make it work. Unfortunately, Gertrude got a little dizzy from blowing so much and had to sit down. That sounds like an exciting class, little bear. Maybe I should go to your class, Papa Bear said with a laugh. Papa, I think you might be too big. I helped them blow on the windmill too, which is why I think I need more energy from cookies. I used up all my fuel. Well then, why don't you finish that cookie while I get my books from the shelf, and we can talk a little about today's topic. Coming back with his books, Papa Bear sat down, and after a drink of tea said, Today I have some books on energy, including information on some of the topics you covered in class. Do you know what energy is, little bear? Is it cookies, Papa? Bernice said with a laugh. Ha ha ha. Actually, in a way it is. But the definition the book has is that energy is the ability or capacity to do work. It refers to the strength or power derived from physical or chemical resources to perform an action or produce a desired effect. Hmm, that's kind of hard to understand, Papa. Let me try again. Energy is another word for power. Energy makes things move. It makes machines work. Energy also makes living things grow. In our everyday life, we use energy from many different sources. We harness the power of wind, water, and sunlight. Plants provide energy in the form of food. People also burn oil, coal, and natural gas for energy. We use energy to turn our lights on and heat our home, right, Papa? That's correct, little bear. That's the kind of energy we can talk about today. We'll leave cookie power to another day. Okay, Papa, Bernice said as she took another bite of cookie. 
Okay, so in your last science test, you had a little trouble with one of the questions. Yeah, I got a little confused, but I think I know the answers now. Great, this will just be a review for you then. Papa Bear opened his notebook and read, Do you know the difference between renewable and non-renewable resources? I think renewable resources are sources of energy that can be replenished naturally in a relatively short amount of time. And non-renewable resources are natural resources that cannot be replenished within our lifetime and are small in supply. That's right, little bear. Renewable resources can be replenished naturally and at a rate equal to or faster than the rate at which they are consumed. That includes wind, solar, water, and bioenergy sources like crops and forests. Papa Bear continued, Non-renewable resources are resources that cannot be replenished quickly enough to sustain their consumption rate. They include fossil fuels like coal, oil, and natural gas. Renewable resources are considered more sustainable and environmentally friendly, whereas non-renewable resources can have negative impacts on the environment through their extraction, processing, and use. We talked about renewable sources of energy in class, Papa. That includes the solar-powered car that Bobby and I made, right? That's correct, little bear, and the wind-powered light bulb. Though, it wouldn't be practical to blow on a windmill to power all the lights in the house, Papa Bear said, laughing. That would take a lot of work, I think, Bernice said, laughing. Actually, little bear, windmills have been used for centuries to harness wind power for all kinds of uses. Windmills were traditionally used to pump water from wells to water crops and were originally used to grind grain into flour for food. Nowadays, wind turbines, which are large-scale windmills, are used to generate electricity on a large scale. That's pretty cool, Papa. Did the flour you used to make the cookies come from a windmill? I don't think it's common to use windmills to grind flour anymore, but maybe some of the energy the factory used might have come from the wind. I have a question, Papa. What's that, little bear? The teacher said in class that it is important to save energy, but I don't quite understand why. Well, little bear, that is something your mama and I talk about a lot. Saving energy is important for many reasons, including reducing greenhouse gas emissions and preserving natural resources. The part Mama and I talk the most about is lowering our energy bills. The energy we use to light and heat our house can be expensive. Our teacher told us that one way we can save energy at school 
is to remember to turn off the classroom lights when they are not in use. She has a note on the wall reminding us to turn off the lights when we leave the room. That's right, little bear. Turning off the lights when not using them is one of the easiest and most effective ways to save energy. Mama Bear and I also adjust our thermostat. Heating and cooling our house makes up a large amount of our energy bill. By adjusting our thermostat, we can reduce energy consumption and save money. Is that why you wear a sweater in the house? Because the house is cold? I don't find the house cold, little bear, but wearing a sweater helps me feel comfortable. What else can we do to save energy? Bernice asked. Well, we use energy-efficient appliances, like my oven that I use to bake cookies. Energy-efficient appliances use less energy. And Mama Bear planted lots of trees around the house because they provide shade and can help reduce the energy needed for cooling. Okay, but other than saving money on energy bills, why else should we save energy? I read that energy production releases greenhouse gases into the atmosphere, contributing to climate change. By reducing energy consumption, we can reduce greenhouse gas emissions and help protect the environment, Papa Bear said. Do we have time for another question, Papa? We sure do, but first, how about I get us more to drink and another cookie to share? Sounds super great, Papa. Papa, I would like to know how the solar panels we use to power our cars today worked. I think the teacher will explain tomorrow, but you can help me know the answers first, Bernice said with a smile. Well, I thought you might ask this question, so I bookmarked a page from this textbook that explains solar panels, Papa Bear said as he opened a large book. All right, solar panels are a way to turn the sun's energy into electricity. That's what we showed with our car experiment, right, Papa? That's right. Solar panels are made up of a number of photovoltaic, or PV, cells, which are the key component that converts sunlight into electricity. These PV cells are made of special materials like silicon that allows them to capture the energy from the sun and turn it into electricity. When sunlight hits the PV cells, it causes the electrons inside the silicon to become excited and start moving around. This flow of electrons creates an electric current, which can be used to power things. The electric current flows from the solar panels to an inverter, which changes the current from DC, or direct current, to AC, alternating current, which is what we use in our house. So, you can think of the sun as a giant natural power plant 
that provides us with an unlimited source of energy. In fact, the sun is Earth's main energy source. Solar panels are like the wires that connect us to this energy source, allowing us to use it to power our homes and the car you and Bobby made in science class. So the sun is like a giant ball of energy in the sky, and the solar panels are like buckets that we use to collect some of the energy, Bernice said with a laugh. That's right, little bear, Papa Bear said. How about we stop our little class right here, and we can finish preparing dinner before Mama Bear gets home? Okay. Um, Papa? Yes? I love you. I love you too, little bear. In this episode, we learned a little about energy. We looked at the different kinds of energy, including mechanical energy, thermal energy, electrical energy, and chemical energy. We talked about how energy can be changed from one form into another, but cannot be created or destroyed. We looked at the sun and the energy it provides, as well as renewable and non-renewable energy. We also looked at what renewable and non-renewable energy is, and examples of both. This episode was made with questions from Jack, Ollie, Riley, Griffin, and Matthew. Thank you to Naomi, Jeremy, and Jack for your questions. We hope to have a chance to use your ideas in future episodes. If you'd like to send us your questions, please send them to hello at sleeptightscience.com. <laughs>